Welcome to Perspective Shift Spotlight. Spotlight. That's almost a tongue twister. Spotlight. Spotlight. I love it. Uh, So Spotlight is something Frank and I started doing where we take emails or, you know, direct messages, whatever type of, you know, way we receive communication from the listeners who share their metaphysical experiences, their synchronistic experiences with us um, uh, here at Perspective Shift. And Not then, there, but here. <laughs> and then we, you know, it gives us a chance to, for, to talk about it as a community. Yeah. So this one right here was sent to us by Susan, and I believe it's Susan German or Susan Germain. Yeah. Um, but we'll jump into it right here. So this first email she sent us, it's titled Prayer Chaplain. And I'll go ahead and just kind of start reading this. So it goes, Frank and Mike. Uh, so a few years ago, I was asked to become a prayer chaplain at our Unity Church. Prayer chaplains are important in our church, and the role of the Unity Prayer Chaplain is to hold spiritual space, listen from the heart, pray with others, and hold in confidence what is shared. Well, the first time I was asked to do this, I said, no way. I had never prayed out loud with anyone except my children, just saying nightly prayers, and my family, saying grace at dinner, etc. I was raised Catholic. My dear minister friend, who is quite persistent, waited a year and then asked me again. And at this time, I decided to consider it more seriously, and I prayed about it. Uh, after to hear some guidance from my higher power, you know, guides, God, etc. After a week or so, one night after having coffee with a friend whom I was telling uh, about my dilemma, I got in my car to go home, and I got onto a major highway that goes through the middle of Orlando. While driving home, I looked up and saw a giant electric billboard that said in huge letters, Be a Chaplain. (laughs) I was stunned. And she wasn't talking about Charlie. (laughs) Needless to say, I followed my literal sign and became, and still am to this day, a Unity Prayer Chaplain. By the way, I had never seen this sign before, and I had only seen it once again in a different location along the highway with my husband. We could never find out what it was advertising. <laughs> okay, yeah. so this is a great, great example of synchronistic experience. Yeah, and, and the way synchronistic uh, experiences pop up and the way we understand it in this physical world is um, the closer we get to understanding these premises of letting go of having to plan things out and know the answer, that's when synchronicity comes up. Because synchronicity happens all the time. We just don't witness it. So there's always a ship coming in. But when we get closer to this higher understanding of letting go and allowing, that's when it really comes big and like a billboard such as uh, the you know, Susan experienced on the freeway. Like, come on. like, yeah. What are the chances <laughs> yeah, of that? You know? Yeah, what are the chances? So that's kind of like how it's, you know, again, this is only uh, the way I can explain it is it's you're getting higher and trusting in the system, in the universal system. Uh, at a greater level, and this way, synchronicity like this becomes very obvious because everyone has access to it. It's just that we, uh, along the way, we become better at trusting it, or greater at trusting, it, I should say. And we do so; these synchronicities uh, come in a billboard form. So now there was no doubt, and she became a chaplain. Well, and I love this because guys, you'll see this all the time when you look for it. Like Frank was saying, this is around us all the time. All these synchronistic moments, etc. We just, you know, um, blow right past them. You know, think nothing of it, etc. But when we're really present and in the moment, there'll be certain songs we turn on, and we're like, oh my God, you know, and yeah. these songs will flood all these, you know, different memories or feelings or emotions, and you'll know exactly in that moment you were supposed to hear that song. 
You know, I've had that happen to me so many times. Or uh, there's a number of different things. You know, uh, you might see a movie clip, you know, that reminds you of something or whatever it may be. There's these different moments where you're like, this was a sign. Yeah. And that's what happened to Susan here. Well, the correlation with Susan where, where it came about is when she went to have a cup of coffee with a friend and pray over it. Yeah. So she set forth to pray to get the answer. Now, like before she was just being asked and she was thinking about it and like, oh, it's probably, you know, I don't know what her thoughts were, but probably like, I've never done this before. Or do I really want to get involved in this? But then it's like, okay, it's, it's presented again. So then when she went to the form of prayer to give me an answer, whether I should do it or not. And either way, it would have been fine. But in this case, she got the billboard. So you have to put forth energy knowing it's going to work because if you don't, if you don't know um, you can make it somewhere, you simply don't go there, so you'll never get the synchronistic sign because you didn't move towards it. So she was moving towards it in her prayer state, and then in the physical world, it presented itself. So yeah, she at some level wanted to be it, but then didn't know. And and, and the, the billboard, the open to it, yeah. being open. Yeah, to obviously it. she was open to it. She wouldn't have prayed mm-hmm. for it. Exactly. She and, would have prayed for the guy to go away. And, <laughs> and, and leaving that that open space allows you know these yeah. synchronistic moments. So yeah, remember like if you want something, pray for it. And and the prayer is placing yourself in the situation and circumstance already being there, and then allow it. Don't try to figure it out. Allow it to come. And um, just like Susan, she saw the uh, the billboard. And, and one of my favorite, you know, sayings from the Bible is, you know, uh, what is it? I believe it's like, um, uh, believe you have received it and it shall be yours. Yeah. You know, that's the true form of prayer. And no, those type of sayings are throughout the Bible. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just so important. Forms, yeah. yeah, that it's not, you know, hope that something, you know, is there or desire <laughs> yeah. something yeah. or constantly yeah, you may, think about something get it. until it's yeah. there. You know, it's <laughs> no, you believe it to be done and you yeah. move forward. And yeah. so that's that's real powerful. Um, Susan had one other story that we're going to also share because this one's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Um, we're going to summarize this one just because this one's it's a little a bit lengthier. Email, yeah. But this is about her mother passing. And so she starts and she explains, you know, in the fall of 2012, I started to get this feeling that my mom, Teresa, was getting close to leaving us. She was 83 at the time. Um, and then she goes in to kind of expl- explain that she has uh, her mom's living partner, Sam, was now permanently in a wheelchair. And they had nurses and aides coming in every day. So she's kind of painting the scene, you know, of the experience. And so then she starts talking about, I told my brother, you know, Tony, who's an actor and lives in NYC, that he might want to come home for Christmas because I felt this was going to be the last Christmas with her. Uh, then it goes on to say that um, while this was going on, Sam's son... Jose had been going through pancreatic cancer and was quite ill. On January 9th, I drive my mom to the doctor's appointment. While driving home, she says to me, can Nicole, my eldest daughter, and Tony, her husband, live in my house if I die? I replied, of course, but you are not going to die. So then she says, uh, Presley, Nicole's first child, arrived somewhat unexpected by C-section. I managed to get my mom to the you know, the Florida hospital to meet the great-granddaughter, get two photos. And then as we come down to here, she gets to, I get the call that, uh, the, that my mother is found in bed. My husband and I go right over to the house. I go in and see my mom, and she looks just like she's made her transition in her sleep. Very comfortable. Of course, Sam is freaked out and in denial. And then we get a call that Jose has passed away too. The FD and PD arrive as they come, and the PD stay until the funeral home is called. I call my Uncle Joe, who's like my second dad, and tell him what has happened. 
He lives in Jupiter, Florida. He tells me that uh, he can be at the house soon, uh, as it happens to be a business, or as he happened to be in a business meeting at the time. Suddenly, I really want to pray over my mom, but my uncle Joe there. So now there is uh, this feeling of needing him to arrive before the funeral home comes to take my mom. Finally, the doorbell rings, and I'm dreading it's the funeral home, but it's Joe. He comes in. We get to pray and hold her together. And then just exactly when we are done, the doorbell rings and the funeral home arrives. It was such a relief that they didn't come earlier. That in itself is very synchronistic that Joe got to, you know, um, coming from Florida, you know, was able to make it before the funeral home arrives. You know, just strictly speaking, time-wise, for him him to travel from Jupiter to the, to the mom in Lake Mary, um, was was quite a challenge to get there before the funeral home arrived. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. But she says, the next morning I get a call from Joe's, uh, Sam's son's wife. She tells me that something unusual happened while Jose was in the hospital dying. As he lay in his bed with his family around him, he suddenly sits up and turns toward the door and says, Teresa, Teresa, what are you doing here? Then he passed away. No one at the time could figure out what he was talking about because no one knew that my mom, Teresa, had died at the same time. So my mom passed away and then appeared to help Jose make his transition. Yeah. This is awesome. And this, is, this even goes beyond synchronicity. Uh, synchronicity is because it is a synchronistic story, but it goes beyond some other plane of knowing uh, beyond this plane in which we uh, are experiencing right now. How we are all connected. Yeah. So, it, yeah, because it was even like, uh, obviously, Jose had seen this, uh, Teresa, um, being Susan's mom, mm-hmm. uh, transition. So he was able to communicate beyond this plane, even though he still was physically in this plane. Correct. So there's a lot we don't know, um, but yet we're aware of it. And um, little stories like this help people to realize that, hey, one of the biggest fears um, is not just death. It's non-existence. And the truth is, it's impossible to not exist. We will transition. We will die, but into something else. So a story like this, especially for Susan and her family members, that definitely helps ease what is going to be the mourning period of pain coming into stuff like this and other people listening in that's going through this. Yeah, there is something else that happens that's beautiful on the other side. Until we go there to fully experience, we won't know. But just having this in the back of your head helps you move on and hold a steady uh, you know, steady plane in your head Absolutely. on this physical plane. And I think it shows you, too, just how connected we all really are. Again, we, we were taught and we, we grow up and we learn that we're like these separate beings. You know, we're different from everybody. We're separate from everyone and their experiences. But that is, it couldn't be further from the truth. We are all connected. And you can see that here when Jose calls out to Teresa. He didn't know that Teresa, you know, had passed. Nobody in that room knew that Teresa, Susan's mom, had passed. But Jose, you know, on his deathbed right there, Teresa, Teresa, what are you doing here? You know, watching her come to, you know, Jose during that moment and helping him transition is is beautiful. Yeah. And why would he just randomly say, Teresa, Teresa, you know, in a room with, you know, his children, et cetera, and nobody knows who Teresa random, is. Yeah. It wasn't random. You yeah. know, these aren't just coincidences, et cetera. He physically, you know, I shouldn't say physically, he was connected to Teresa in that moment and was experiencing on a non-physical level from his physical being, yeah. you know, uh, Teresa, which is so cool. 
Like you can't make this stuff up. No. And what else is dynamic about this story? Because here in, in the physical plane, we think this is all there is. This is where all suffering begins. So when you hear stories like this, whether you believe it or not, you know, it's not like Susan made this up. She's just narrating what she witnessed. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually lets you know that this physical plane is only one aspect of life, one aspect of the um, perspective in which we're living. And when you know there's other aspects, it doesn't make this one so harsh. And um, suffering actually will be eliminated through these understandings because, oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be challenges and everything else. But, man, you know, where do we go after this? Like, There's this whole other world outside. Whole other world. We're, we're in a closet in, yeah. in a mansion right now. So, you know, God's, um, God's made of many mansions. We're, we're literally in a closet in this physical world. But it's not wrong. It's a big closet, thank well, God. <laughs> it is a big closet. But, I, I mean, like, I, I love where you're going with that because that's, that's the truth. Like, we live right now in this world, you know, in this, you know, Western culture or whatever, where we're, we're taught. And this is where a lot of, like, depression and, you know, anxiety and everything comes from is that, you know, we're separate, we're physical, and that if we can't touch it, uh, and we can't measure it, then it's not real. Well, we can't measure this experience of him, you know, seeing Teresa. We we can't prove this. But why on his deathbed was he calling out to Teresa when no Teresa was in the room? Why was he asking, what are you doing here? He did not know that Teresa had just passed, passed away, you know, um, minutes earlier from wherever she was in Florida, you know, in two separate locations. And so... I just think it's it's very very telling about um, you know uh, what's th- this this whole other world that's out there that we we don't talk about in Western culture and that um, if it's something that can't be measured then it's not true uh, we 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 were taught to 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 separate that and in, in order to become whole and to find you know this state of happiness in you know. Um, experience life to the fullest you have to see that there's this whole other realm out there besides this physical world that we were taught to live in and it's finding a balance between these two is how you find you know uh, that feeling of wholeness yeah but that realm that's out there if it wasn't for that realm this physical world would not exist just like the movie screen would i say the projector if the projector did not exist there would be no movie yeah you know so realize that we are that projector so to speak we are that experience we just have an experience in the physical world and you call you know mike calls himself mike i call myself frank and karen calls me frankie it's <laughs> <laughs> something along those lines but yes yeah, so that's it's the purpose and understanding so there is we're getting these little hints is really what it is it's kind of like we're in this uh um we're in a, a game of scavenger hunting. We get these hints all along, and, and eventually we get to a point where you start to conclude, okay, there's something else bigger and out there. We all know this. And when you realize, hey, th- this earth is like a vacation, you know, and part of the vacation is you got to work 40 hours plus a week, <laughs> go to school and all this <laughs> Messed shit. Messed up vacation. But, but you're like, hey, it's a play, so you'll enjoy it more. But if you thought this is all there is, you're going to suffer tremendously like I did at a certain period in my life. Because when I was younger, I didn't suffer, but... When I got them, like, I have to do this for how long? Till you retire. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up from that and realized. And the reason I said damn is because I realized empirically, this can't be it. This cannot be it. Like, God did not put me here to suffer. Mm-hmm. My parents did. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> one, one thing that Frank mentioned, too, was just how when we have experiences like this, it makes it easier 
you know, on us individually, you know, to accept, you know, things like death, you know, and, and being apart. And I thought that was funny because we replied to Susan about this and she wrote back. And one of the things she said was exactly that. Uh, what did she say? This is a reply email to us, but she was saying, I did want to add one thing. Um, after all this happened, when my mom passed away, I never really felt too much grief. Of course, I missed her physically, but I knew without a doubt that she left this life exactly when she wanted to, and she knew exactly where she was going. And that is so profound, Susan, and such the truth. See, we were just talking about this in our our last episode of Perspective Shift, too. Society conditions us to think that we need to be, like, extremely, uh, you know, upset and in and, and tears and, and falling apart and, you know, and can't work, can't get out of bed because that's proving Susan's love for her mother. No, that's total BS. Susan absolutely loves, adores her mom, et cetera. And she says that here. She says, I never really had to feel too much grief because well, she knew. Yeah, grief and suffering are not to be synonymous. They're not the same. So when you're suffering, grieving, what you would think is grieving, but grieving is a process of coming to a different understanding. So, you know, feeling the somber aspect of life, crying. Yes, these are all natural byproducts. Crying is actually a form, um, a physical form of letting go. And when, when a loved one of ours dies, we have to let go. We have no choice. But if you don't know if anything on the other side, you suffer tremendously to where you don't let go. That's why it gets painful. That's why you get angry. So Susan was at a place when her mother passed by where she did grieve. But she didn't suffer uh, tremendously like a lot of a lot of people do, a misunderstanding or not quite understanding it. But she got a gift at the end here in the story about Jose screaming out to her mom. And, and obviously she was already along this path uh, way before this happened. So, And Susan, yeah. you know your mom's with you in this moment right now, just like she's with yeah. us, you know, yeah. and, and experiencing this, this whole big play that we call life that's it she just exits stage left mm-hmm. now she's in the audience well right. I'll, I'll, thank you so much for writing in susan this yeah. was absolutely awesome and we were so honored to feature your story here on perspective shift spotlight, spotlight. <laughs> i was gonna say naturally we I should have to, thought about I that title to, to perspective shift spotlight you know yeah it's like sally sells she's at the seashore <laughs> sells sell, sells shells at the seashore well if you yeah i wasn't good at that as a child so not <laughs> even as an adult <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys like what you heard today, yeah. please reach out with your and share your spotlight experience because uh, Frank and I love communicating yeah. back with you guys. You can reach us at perspectiveshift2020 at gmail.com or any of our social media handles. You can send us in a direct message, uh, Facebook message, whatever's easiest for you guys. All right. Peace out. Thanks, guys.